What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fairway to Heaven, only on the All About the Birds Network. I am Phil Stifle, joined as always by Jason Sullivan. Got a special guest this week. It's not Jonathan Coachman like we had a couple weeks ago. You know, we had to take a better. step down or a step up, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> we got Chad Eckert from the Fantasy Golf Pod team, uh, the uh, Preferred Line. I keep wanting to say Painted Line, another podcast group. The Preferred Line. And like I said, the Fantasy Golf Pod. So welcome to the show. Welcome to your first appearance on the All About the Birds Network and Fairway to Heaven. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. I'm glad to be here. I like that little guitar at the end. We do a guitar intro on the Fantasy Golf Pod. So I just, when I saw that, I was like about to do a little, break out this little air guitar action. Uh, but yes, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. I got a beer. I'm ready to go. Yeah, hey, we, we all have our beers ready to go. That That is a Tuesday night thing we have to do on this show. I don't have any cans. So I can't make the sound effects. Uh, anybody watching, if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you click share. You know, and you're following us. Turn on your notifications on Facebook as always. Twitter, make sure you're hitting that retweet button for us. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We greatly appreciate all the support as we go here on this journey. This week we got the Valspar Championship, guys. Um, we're not even going to recap last week's event like we normally do because nobody cares about last week. Although I will be honest, for a better like me. Last week and matchup betting was so much fun. And I, I hit on eight of my last 10 matchup bets over the weekend. And I absolutely love that aspect of it. But the tournament itself was a, a dud in my opinion. So let's get right into Valspar, right? Let's do it. Yeah, you agree with me on that, Jason? All right. So first thing we always do, Chad, as the guest on the show, I'm going to ask you first, the Valspar Championship. What are your feelings on the tournament, the course? key stats that people are looking at when they're building their fantasy lineups and stuff like that. Anything that's really, really important that we should all pay attention to. Well, okay. So typically on an, on the usual week, it's T to green or it's approach and how they're doing in that. And if they putted too well the week before, or they put it poorly the week before you look at those kind of things in general, uh, Typically, when I'm firing up a model, if I do that, I'd use about 12 rounds. I'm not a far back guy. I'm more recent form guy. I just typically do look at whatever my gut tells me to do. I drink a couple beers and I think about it. And then I'm like, what am I going to do here? But, you know, it's the Valspar. It's this time of year. This is what I was talking to Joe Idoni about. I do that live Mondays. It was, you know, what? Masters. You get all the guys that are ready and going for that, and that's like the basically the Super Bowl of the season. And then it's kind of a letdown because you go into the match play, which is goofy. Mm -hmm. And do you really care? Did that guy get lucky against you? You had 10 birdies, but he had 11. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, that doesn't really matter. And then you go into a kind of you know, heritage, and then you have the Zurich. So it's kind of like, Bleh. do we really care about the stats as much? So then maybe you go course history, and I'm a course history guy. And then you look at Paul Casey, one back-to-back -back years. Not last year, but two years prior, because it wasn't around last year with COVID. So, and then you look at whatever, you know, it's the time of year and there's different grass types and I'm a grass guy. So then is it Bermuda? Do you care about a Bermuda guy? And so you kind of mix all of that together into your brain and then you spew and you start clicking. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's right. a better strategy than I have. You know, I, I had to cut it down. I used to, I used to have like, you know, all these papers of notes for a show. Yeah, burn them anymore. I got one piece of paper. You know, that, that's exactly. all I got for this show because yeah. you know, too much information, right too, 
it's it, 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 it just you know clogs the mind. Jason, what? what no, are your no, thoughts? no. In re, but in reality, like if you're really serious about it, you do want to look at guys that can find the right side of the fairway, fairway finders, and Absolutely. you also do want experience. You see the same guys kind of doing well here over and over again, and then you kind of look at, well, what is Paul Casey good at? Why did Paul Casey win this thing two times in a row? He is known for being really straight, driving distance off the tee, great guy with his driver, but also can hit good iron play. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest putter ever, so maybe it doesn't matter if they're a great putter. You just got to hit that right side of the fairway, get the angle in. Can you do that? Can you fairway find so you have that uh, fairway iron mm-hmm. in? I don't know. That's my thought. What do you guys think? Jason? Yeah, I agree with you. I think the bit, one of the biggest things this week is driving accuracy, like you said. The fairways, the, the farther you drive the ball, the more narrow the fairway is here. So you're going to want to hit the fairways. You're going to be in big trouble in the trees if you don't hit the fairways. So, um, like you said, long iron play I think is huge this week. Around green play is huge this week. Um, but course history matters, I think, a lot. This is a weird course. It's a tough course, obviously. So it matters. And also, I think recent form matters a lot, too. I mean, um, it's kind of a little bit of both this week because I feel like you're not going to get right at this course. This is a tough course. So if you come in slumping, you're going to continue to slump, I think. So. You're going to want to uh, find some guys that are pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's a super tough course. And that's the one thing I kept reading everywhere I was reading before this show is that, you know, I mean, it, it consistently ranks as one of the toughest courses on tour. And I, I find it really, you know, weird placement. It, you know, you're getting ready for the PGA. You just finished the Masters. You wouldn't think that one of the toughest courses that ranks right up there with the major courses is smack dab in between two major events like that. So, So that kind of, you know – is what it is. I love personally the quirky stats. I always try to find some weird stat, not weird stat, but thing that makes a difference. So like this week, the last seven winners of this event have had at least one top 10 finish the year they won the event. So, right. so I always, you know, there's always stats like that out there. So that's something to take into account. Who do you use for those stats? Where do you get that stuff? I Google search the tournament name and mm-hmm. then literally read like as many articles that pop up on my page. Got it. So I don't even know. Last week, sophisticated. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sophisticated. I watch as many podcasts or listen to as many podcasts as I can and then read as many articles as I can in a one-day window because really, that's all you have. You got Monday right. and Tuesday for, to prepare, really. Uh, Wednesday's exactly. too late because everybody's already getting their lineups in and all. So there's not really a whole hell of a lot of time to prepare for an event. That sounded like a Justin Ray golf stat to me. <laughs> and you guys follow him, Justin Ray? He's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the PGA Tour. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then I will say, I will plug this. The PGA Tour has like a, its own headquarter media website. So if you type in and Google media headquarter HQ, it's something like PGA Tour media HQ. I don't even, you can DM me and I'll tell you about it. Uh, but yes, this is a website that has uh, shot gain the shot link data mm-hmm. so that you can get kind of some of that stuff that you hear these announcers say and you can be like haha i already read that you know like on monday <laughs> i so can sometimes say everybody else said it and, and, and sound like i'm the smart one <clears throat> so yeah pga tour headquarters google media something like that so, so what i'm gathering is you're not a big stack guy you're more so just the feel and the gut feel and recent course history and yeah so um, so I've been doing the podcast now, the fantasy golf pod for three or four seasons or something like that. So this, uh, we went with the beginning of time. We were like, these dudes, they just are obsessed with stats. What the fuck? We're, we're having a little bit of FOMO for fantasy national. And we're like, no, nope, we don't need it. Meh, we don't want it. 
so we did our whole thing for like a whole year of just the gut model. And then we're like, but everybody, everybody says these stats and all this stuff. So then we got partnered with the fantasy national.com and we went to moose directly and said, we want access to your website, give it to us and we'll tell everybody how great it is. So then we built models. We went off on Modelville, just, you know, stats and just deep, knee deep in this stuff for a whole year, maybe even a year and a half, two years. And we're like, we're not having any fun because we expect things from these stats that we're seeing. And then we're making these models and they're spitting out names, but these names are not answers. In fact, it's tilting me because I thought this guy, because, you know, he had been terrible and being terrible is sometimes an advantage in DFS because nobody wants them. Their stats aren't good. So then nobody, nobody's clicking them. you got low ownership, but you have this gut feeling on this guy, but I can't take him because, you know, fantasy national is telling me not to take him. My model says he's the yep. worst. So then you start losing focus on trying to game theory some stuff and maybe having fun too because we all know that this is gambling. Like you are entering a casino floor when you open the app on DraftKings, mm -hmm. any sport, specifically and especially golf. So yeah. now there are other sports where like NFL is a consistent field. It's, it's consistent everything. Whereas in statistics and golf, it's not so consistent in terms of like the guy could get a lucky break in the rough and his ball is up in the rough. And the other guy has a shitty break and it's down in the rough, but his percentage from that area in the rough, you know, it's going to be affected uh, guys out of the tournament. Maybe he doesn't care anymore. He's not trying as hard versus guys grinding. Maybe the dude is grinding and he wants to go for the win versus the top five. So he makes a decision that is going to affect his statistics for months and months and affect your decision-making on his process. But dude was in contention going for the win. I see this in Cameron Davis sometimes where I'm like, well, his stats are bad. Why? But he was in, you know, but he tried. He goes for the eagle, but he went in the water, you know, or whatever. So then you got stats with all this different stuff, grass type, wind type. I mean, if there was the same course and the same field and the same things and the number of minutes and all this stuff was the same, yes, you could take the stats, you could make a model and you could get predictions that are pretty accurate. But in golf, I have learned over the last couple of years, it's not always as easy as, as it seems. So that's you know, my too, is I think I feel like Patrick Reed is the perfect example of what you just said. Patrick Reed could win any given week. He could win this week, but he's not a stats darling, quote unquote. Like he could come out of nowhere and win. And that seems like what happens. <laughs> it happened at the Masters a few years ago. And it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, any given week, he's one of the top players, but he's never going to line up in the stat model. He's never going to be number one or number two in the stat model, which is kind of crazy. Well, and I think that dives into – that's a great segue because when we start breaking down the lineups, there's five guys, you know, costing on DraftKings 10K or above. Patrick Reed mm – -hmm. I, I love Patrick Reed this week because of that. Because Patrick Reed, he plays the the tough courses much better because yeah. he's that grinder and all. You don't need the stats. When there's going to be a tournament where the winner's going to shoot 22 under or 23 under, that's not the week to really focus on Patrick Reed. A week like this when it's going to be tough. Uh, that, that, that's the kind of week where I feel, you know, Jason knows I'm a Patrick Reed guy. I love Pat. There's two golfers. I always play Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau. So they're, yeah. they're my two main guys on, on DraftKings. Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I love Patrick Reed. I know he gets a lot of crap and a lot of people hate Patrick Reed, but the, the guy wins tournaments when they're tough. I have a special relationship with Patrick Reed as well. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Whole I'm not familiar with that. Explain. Oh, well, first of all, I have his autograph with he and his wife. That's fantastic. So uh, that's, I'll, I'll give you $10 for that. Yesterday. 10 <laughs> I think it's on eBay for like 1500 or something. But Holy crap. 
It's one of one. <laughs> well, I don't think you can find another Justine Reed autograph. Uh, the truth is, is that I've been a fan of his for a long time. I've been a defender of his. And actually, uh, the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page has gone viral with Patrick Reed a bunch of times. So we've, we're friends with him because he provides us with those moments. It's great. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking here. This is this is making my yes. Guess. Now I'm okay, thinking I'm so, going to get a message from Patrick Reed someday. Now you know. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> the the truth is is that I was friends with him. Good good with him. You know we're good on the internet. He's quick to block. I don't know if you're familiar with the Twitter things, but he's uh, boom blocked you. You're done. You say anything bad. You even like a tweet that's kind of bad about it. Boom blocked. So I'm very careful about my Twitter because I don't want to get blocked by Patrick Reed. I'm fans with him. Absolutely. So then, so I'm I'm cautiously just tiptoeing around the internet, and then all of a sudden, one day, I get this autograph, and I go to Twitter to tweet about it, and I can't tag him. I'm like, what the hell? And I was blocked for for some reason. He had blocked me, so I was crying, and I went to my followers and I said, what the hell? I have the inventor of APPR. I love it. Always play Patrick Reed. I love. Patrick Reed, I just bought this autograph of his wife. Like, who does that? Uh, I did. And then, so you're blocking me. You're blocking your fans. This is terrible PR. And then uh, my co-host, Quagnus, Fantasy Golf Pod, Eric Martin, is just piling on. He's tweeting at uh, Patrick Reed directly. Why would you block this guy? Other people are piling on, piling on. Unblocked. Follow. <laughs> follow. accomplished. Boom. Follows me. Uh, Wait. Hold on. Fast forward. <laughs> now. I don't know. He's cheating again somewhere. So he's cheating. Now, he's a cheater. But I wrote on the YouTube where it's the cheating incident of the uh, hero challenge. And he cheats and he moves the sand. I wrote allegedly on the YouTube page because I'm nice to Patrick Reed because I was a fan of his. And I'm even making that as a case. Like, I'm writing allegedly. He's going around cheating again. That was the beginning of the season. I don't remember what tournament it was that was cheating again. I think he won cheating. Uh, this is like in February. Either way. Uh, oh, I'm gone on the internet defending him. I'm going around. I'm loving this. This is great content. All of a sudden, not f he, I can't find him. He's not on my Twitter anymore. He he unfollowed me and he reblocked me. So then I go from I'm like, what? Well, I just had to go double check. I had to make sure I did not get blocked by him. I've never yeah, said blocked yet. But while you're talking, I am Be not blocked. So yeah, that's be careful. Thing. Okay, we should probably stop talking about this because uh, use golf acts, uh, Justine <laughs> reads the burner will get us. But anyway, so now I'm mad. I'm like, wait, I'm blocked, dude. We were friends, and I'm out here defending you. Fuck you. It's over. We're done. I'm done defending you. I'll delete it allegedly right out of that YouTube thing. Boom. <laughs> Completely cheated. And now I don't even care. I'm just going around saying he's cheating. He does he cheats, of course. So that's great. I made a video uh, where I had my son say he's a cheater. And he's four years old, so it was great. So we're oh, we brainwashing four-year-olds. Do we get, I don't his, care anymore. get Jackson to say it too? Get get yeah. Oh, get yeah. Son, yeah, I saw you son and your son to do it together. You yeah, know? yeah so it's like that's you know it's been a long road, but uh, I might actually be putting the house on uh, Patrick Reed this week. I do a house bet, which uh, because I'm a realtor, Edina Realty on Twitter. I work for Edina Realty. It's a Midwest company. You out there in the East Coast probably know my accent over here at the in the Midwest here in Minnesota. I'm up here in the North. But uh, yes, Wednesday afternoons I tweet out who I'm putting all my money on. Fifteen dollars or like ten dollars. Like it's not a lot of money. But That's more than it's me. The house because I found this little icon on Twitter. Either way, uh, it might be on Patrick Reed. We'll see. Hey, I'm a Midwest guy too, Michigan. Oh, cool. Okay, good. Eagles. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I don't do either. 
at change time. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, that's because no, <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm a Vikings fan. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> sorry for that tangent. I no, just, it's you great. Know, I love. It. Hey, you say you might put the house on Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed's mm-hmm. my number one play. I'm I'm playing him on DraftKings. Okay. I'm putting my bet on Patrick Reed this week. I've already hit on him this year. I already bet him when he won. What was it? Second week of doing the show is yeah. when he hit. Yeah, I think it was the second go. week we did the show. Yeah, is when he wins all the time. He, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that was my first prediction live on the air that came true and only the cool. second we could do in the show so i was yeah, like, i bet it feels good I'm that's awesome. why you love them too right yeah exactly yeah uh, I, I you know my one dollar bet really paid paid off big don't time, say you know? a dollar nobody needs to know. the truth is though i might actually go with the other man that's in this background here the uh other autograph i own it's song jm look at the baby Ooh, boy okay. look at the little pudgy belly too. <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah i don't know this is probably forged <laughs> From <laughs> hey, JM, when he's playing what? in Florida, you play. Him. Come on, yeah. right? exactly. I mean, Bermuda. Let's go. What are we doing here? There, there, there's there's no time. doubt that he's somebody you play every time you're in Florida. Hey, did, you guys, Florida. did you guys see that stat about Sunjay? Is that the, over the last six years he's gained the most strokes total in Florida? Yeah, yeah of I course thought. he has. Yeah, you play with Hey, well, you know that's because he's playing every goddamn tournament. There's possibly that's also event that's out there. So. But I see what I see, and I like what I see, and I, I think that there's a little under the radar with him. And what is he ninety one hundred dollars? Yeah, so like that might, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's easily you go Patrick Reed, Sung J M, but boom. And then I like Neiman too, so you could try that as your super stack to start. And so that's kind of where I've been starting some of my lineups. That, that, Reed, three Neiman, fantastic two. names right there, because there are three. If I look at my list of names that I might bet on. They're all three are on my bet right there. So okay, I, well, I give me all the credit when those guys win. You're going to be I had already written those names down before you came on the air. Here. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. That's for the brand, bro. It was right, only so, because I told you. So I, there, there's an interesting thing here in the top, top 10K and above, and it's mm-hmm. the first time all year that Dustin Johnson is not the most expensive player. Mm-hmm. He's the second most expensive player. Uh, he's obviously struggled. Um, Justin Thomas is one. He's two. Is there any way that just Dustin Johnson can figure it out on a you say you like recency, so you're gonna say Dustin Johnson is not a play this week, but he's gonna be super low owned this week, probably too, because people are gonna fade the hell out of him. Yeah. I just don't feel like this is the type of course ultimately. Like I feel like if the winning score or this was a 3M open, the thing up in Detroit, Margaret Rocket Mark, if that was where he was coming in poor form and you could just go out there and just fucking say whatever throw it around then maybe so but it's sort of a plotter sort of a be accurate and smart and don't fuck up in the snake pit and lose six strokes there in two rounds so and like 11 two or whatever it's just too rich for my blood now i typically fade the top priced player each week that's Kind of just it makes it easy. So if you have these principles where you're saying, you know, I'm not doing that, then you just eliminate that decision each week where mm-hmm. otherwise you're thinking like, should I pay up? Do I pay up? So I have learned that over the course of 52 tournaments a year, you get burnt maybe once, three, six, five times out of 54, six times max. And even the top price guy winning could actually not end up screwing you too bad where you could end up winning your money back. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, you may miss it once or six times a year or whatever that could be, but that, I don't know. I just, that's 
what I do. So I won't be – I like JT as well, but I won't be using either of the 11K guys. Okay. Jason, anything to add to this 10K range here that you'd like to – Yeah, that was actually going to be my first thing that I brought up was for how loaded the lower 10K and the 9K are this week. It's almost like do you even want to go up that high? I was That was actually one of my questions I was going to ask you um, what you thought this week, but you answered it already. It's just – it just seems like for the the ideal build, it's probably going to be a more balanced build this week. And sure. The nine K, like you said, is loaded, and there's a lot of guys that I want to play in the nine K. So you almost can't play those eleven K guys this week. Yeah. yeah. So and then you think like, let me do a more balanced sort of structured build where you think like, I'll take the ten, nine, eight, seven, seven, seven. So mm-hmm. I don't think you should do that either. Sometimes in, but yeah, maybe you do do that. But at the same time, I think it's better to to spray a couple of the names down there so you could get two of the top elite names because yeah. I do feel like the guys at the top will probably do the best. Now, does that mean take a $6,200 guy? No, but that maybe means you, so I don't know. Let's Should we pepper the AK range? I usually like to pepper the AK range and especially when it's an event where it's low scoring total, but I don't know if that'll matter really ultimately. So, what, what you know, we they will decide that in a second. But see, I think too. When I say balanced. I almost think balanced in a way, but almost like use two, maybe even three nine K guys to start my lineup, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. really make it a standard. Okay, you know, yes, I like that, like a hybrid yeah. stars and stars. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I don't know how you guys play, but I just typically do twenty lineups in the <laughs> short game for a dollar a lineup. I'm not going heavy in. I'm not going uh, one lineup guy. I can't do that. I can't die in a hill. I know this is roulette. I, do you guys go to a casino and you play roulette? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Number eight. Oh, fuck yeah, it's so fun, right? All the time. So you don't go to you don't go there and you're like, I'm gonna I know. I've I've seen the board and I know what'll happen next. It's like you fucking idiot. You don't know anything. Uh first of all, second of all, you statistically don't know anything. So that's true. But yeah, you want to spread it around, you want to get a couple lineups, you want to do little things here and there, you want to play your names over and over and over and over and over. You go to the roulette table, you're playing red 23 if you're a Jordan fan, blah blah blah. Black eight, if you're a Kobe fan, or you got these things going in your head or whatever, your birthdays or whatever. You're just doing that over and over again on the DraftKings golfer board. Just play the same guys over and over. Yeah, course fit here and there and grass type and motivations and coming in recent form, hot form, whatever. That can change how many shares you use on a typical week or a guy. Mm. But, dude, the worst thing would be, it's just, and it happens at the casino where you come into the roulette wheel and you're like, Oh, the board over here, it says things because well, uh, Fantasy Nationals models are showing me. Ah. And then red 23 hits, black eight hits, and you're like, ah, tilt. And you just have this incredible tilt. So then that's not fun. And then you don't want to play anymore. And you're like, I'm never going back to the casino. And it's like, <laughs> what? No. Or you play one lineup for $100 million and the dude withdraws. Because <laughs> that could happen, and then that's you're like, "Why do we do this?" That's why Matthew Wolf is on the dead to me. I, we have a that's thing. Right. I have a dead to me list. Matthew Wolf is on my dead to me list, 100. Uh, percent okay. Because I think every time he's withdrawn, I've had him in my lineup. You know, yeah. so done. So then play for a dollar, and you won't ever think those thoughts, and you won't hate Matt Wolf because he'll never ruin YouTube. I think Matthew. it was a quarter lineup, and I still hate him. Oh well, then yeah, that's <laughs> called tilt. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to have that, so do something different. Now, that's why you play 20 lineups. And again, you can – I have strategy videos on the YouTube channel, the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page. Go, there's a playlist. Uh, I made it. I'm not a YouTube star by any means, but I did a playlist on there. Strategy. 
It's got a thing on there, a couple of things that'll help you. So you can watch me make 20 lineups and how I build in 20 lineups. And you do kind of have to have a strategy for that. Now, my co-host on the Fantasy Golf Pod, his strategy is to spray and like just click, 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 click. I'm like, how many times did you use that guy? He's like, that's my only lineup with him. I'm like, really? That's so lucky. Like, that's too much luck to me. So there's part of uh, making 20 lineups that you could kind of reduce your luck, push it more towards probabilities, its chances and skills. But again, it's he wins just as much as I win necessarily because we're, again, roulette. So mm-hmm. just have fun. Oh, I love it. Some really great points you're bringing up. Real quick, before we start talking about the 9 and 8K range, uh, Paul Casey. I've read mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, he's two-time defending champ. They didn't have it like you said last year. I say you kind of stay away from him because so many people are going to be jumping on him this week. Okay. Are, 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 you, are, you, are you a fan of Paul Casey this week? Where or? do you get ownership projections from? Do you use ownership? I don't get them. I just read people. Oh, my gosh. Well, you need to use the promo code FantasyGolfPod at FanshareSports.com, and you need to get a subscription to that website. Hey, there you go. sponsor, but no, uh, at the same time, uh, that I don't know. Let's look at these things. I can look really quick just to see. Right. I just, I've, I've read in multiple sites that Paul Casey's not a good play this week based off of everything. Okay. Okay. Here. Well, okay. D- regardless of if people are clicking on him or not, like uh, coming into this week, he is, pl- or whatever this tournament this year, he is playing better than he had in tournaments that he had in past that he had, that he won. So like right. he was bad coming in last 2019 or 2018 <laughs> compared to now where he is one on the Euro tour. He is having a good time doing things. Where is he in projected ownership? 15%. So, I mean, yeah, he's in the red in terms of like, he's close to the top of the range, but at the same time, you do want to pick 10 K guys. So you got to maybe use the guy that's two time champion course history, Recent form a little bit too, and then he's the lowest price guy in the 10k range and above. Sign me up, and it's 15%. Now, the projections could be wrong. You'll have to tune in. I'll go live Wednesday mornings. I do that every Wednesday morning on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page. I go live, I do the projected ownership presented by fansharesports.com, and you can watch me talk about who's most owned. And I'll see, I'll check, but I don't know if he'll be the most owned. Co crack and Connors, the Canadian. Oh my god, they're the most. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So you know what's funny about that stat that's at the bottom? He's right. That it's only happened like six times, something like that. One of them was Matt Every, for what it's worth. So <laughs> yeah. I played him to win. I don't know if I mean he could win for sure. Like I doubt it. Like statistically, it's an anomaly that he might win. But ten thousand dollars, you could be your first guy in, and it could save you some money off the JT and DJs of the world, and you could have a just as good of a win probability. We're saying yeah. he will. Probably, most likely, make the cut. Probably mm-hmm. compete for the top 25 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Possibly, potentially top 10. $10,000. Like, this is a secure, yeah. now, safe again. You're playing roulette. So, when you go to casino, do you ever say to yourself, this is a good bet. Red. This is a good <laughs> bet. This is safe. Safe. Yeah. So, that's, be careful with that. But at the same time, I don't know. Safe for 10K. Uh, we'll see. So. Right, I'm interested. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna feel like for DFS, it's a good play for a bet. I don't know if I'd go as far to bet him to win, but you know, a top ten or a DFS play, I feel like it's a good play. Yeah, all right. I mean, you bet it because it's twenty in this field. Like mm-hmm. that's you just kind of bet it because of the number. 
Now yeah. that's kind of what we've been we've been doing because what you do when you bet is you have a set number of dollars and you try to win basically your money back if you're betting six or seven to 10 weeks in a row every week or whatever, you know, depending on if you lose every week for six weeks, you just want your money back. And so he's one of those guys that kind of fits the narrative. Same with Patrick Reed, where you're just like, okay, these are blind bets. Just kind of throw them in there. He might be in contention on Sunday, which will allow you to then hedge that bet, use some money live or use some money on Friday, Saturday night, say, Hmm, these guys are lower odds, but in contention too. Maybe I can get money and hedge myself out of here and get out of there with an even week. That's my I, I love that the, the hedge. I do that every single week. You know, Ooh, I think you need to if you yeah. want to survive in advance. Yeah. Like we're, 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 not we're not doing this. Make, I mean, one time and then we're getting to, out of it. Everybody wants to hit million dollars or whatever, but but so few people do it. Yeah, it, it, you just want to keep even. Hope to yeah. make a few bucks just to make it worth it, and just having a sweat, just having a sweat on you know Sunday for something. It's it's great. Because or I just talking- throwing the money on the dude that's runner up or next to the guy that you already like, yeah. having the money on him. Then you're like, did I make a mistake with that money, or is that a good money? Did I, you know? And then you're like, then you think about that more than you would just be like, I don't even care how this guy does. <laughs> so like, it gives you like, you're buying entertainment, people. And that right there is why golf is the best DFS and gambling sport. There is. <sighs> Cheers. Let's Hold go on. to the AK Ranger. Are we done? That, Where are we going that, here? That's AK Ranger. That's uh. That's some weak mm. beer right there you're drinking. Well, I start with the Furious. You guys, look at, listen to me. Okay. I'm a little already energetic and drunk, but <laughs> uh, IPA Furious. This is a Minnesota beer, and then I switched to my beer water. You know, okay, beer water. I got, I got. Yeah, it. Go. Oh, the Bell's Garden. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we're going uh, Corona because it's it's almost summertime. I'm trying to prep myself for Florida, so Corona. It Corona? Is. Jesus, they sell that still? They didn't go to business. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, at least it's not towards light, okay? We, we, we're gonna do, we're gonna have to do a beer podcast one day. We should uh, just have a row of can of beers and taste. Yeah, Josh Bennett would come on, on here and make golden lights. Oh, just all of us get hammered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer I do that in pretty much every podcast I do. I did three last night, and I was drunk for all three of them. So yeah, if you don't, you're what are you doing with your life? I know exactly. All right, so I'll, I'll let Jason. You can jump into this nine k range if you want. Anything Not you want to here. ask about or talk about here? Yeah, what do we? Who do we need to discuss? Sungjae. He, he's my pick to win. <laughs> Hatton. Oh yeah, Hatton actually Hatton. was my pick to win. <laughs> yeah, definitely click Hatton. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think with the nine K range, I feel like this is the chalk range. It's just a matter of who you want to pick. I like. I agree with you. Sungjae M is definitely going to be one of my guys. And I think he might be a little bit of lower owned than somebody like Corey Connors. So I like that this week. Um, I just have a feeling about Scotty Scheffler. He is the best around the green player in the field over the last 24 rounds. So I like that a lot this week. Never played this event before, but his form is really good. So I think I'm going to roll with a, a lot of Scotty Scheffler this week. Dude, I think you might be right about this chalk forming in the 9K range, and we'll have to discuss it tomorrow morning live on the internet on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page. But at the same time, the 8K range doesn't look as juicy as wanted. Uh, you know, there's there's reason to walk Corey Connors, but it, I think he might end up being the chalk of the week. Mm-hmm. Like he's oh – God, he's $9,600. I see twenty percent ownership. That's yeah, do you do do you care about that? Do you do you guys do stuff where you're like, nope, twenty percent, I can't do it. If I think the person's going to win, I don't worry about it. Yeah. If I think the guy's going to finish in the top five, I don't worry about it. If I'm on the fence about a guy, then I then I worry about it. Okay. Or yeah. in a, in a range. So Corey Connors going to have probably super high ownership. 
someone I think they can have the same, you know, success like Sung JM, who's probably going to be a, a tick below Corey Connors mm -hmm. on ownership, then I might, you know, go one way versus the other. But for the most part, I'm, I'm not overly concerned about ownership. It's funny with ownership too, but I feel like you talk yourself into a certain narrative. Like mm -hmm. if you don't want to play him, you're like, oh, he's 20% owned. And then if you do want to play him, you're like, that's 20%. That's only two out of 10. So right. know, or what happens is like the projections come out that Corey Connors is going to be the truck of the week. Nobody wants him. And right. then what happens is when you go open it up, you're like, M is 21 and Connors is 18. Yeah. What the fuck did I switch off? God damn it. <laughs> you get all pissed. Yeah. This happens every week. So that's like. Nobody knows anything. Like, if you like Corey Connors, take Corey Connors. So, um, or you know, you just do the thing where you could play him in the amount of lineups that equal the field, or whatever that strategy is. Where if I'm playing twenty lineups and they project him at twenty percent, then I need him in at least four lineups of my twenty, and then I'm like at least covering myself with the field where I have the same number of shares as the field. Now. I don't know why or how this was a line of thinking in the industry for the longest time, but that just seems to be logical that like you just want to match the field. So you're not, I'm not a math guy again, obviously. So the math guys are like, God, that's what you do. God. And they're like at home mad with their spreadsheets. And, but I'm, you know, I don't know, but that's, you could do that where it's not like you're like all in on Corey Connors or out. You could do a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Too much energy? No. no, no Sorry. Good. Somebody was asking if I'm getting paid by Corona. No, I am not getting paid by Corona. Tim I, wish, I, I love Tim I wish. I might actually have to send them a message and ask them to pay you me. Good. Yeah. Maybe. I, I DM'd uh, Summit and Surly. They're two breweries in Minnesota that I enjoy a lot. And the reason why this I'm holding a serious can is because Summit serious. responded to my tweet Grammar, like you know, technical. Technically, we're in St. Paul. Well, we're not in Minneapolis, and I'm like, oh my god, that's not what I meant. So I'm like, thank you, smart ass kid, whoever's running this account. So now I'm rocking a surly. Oh, there we go, love it. Or of course, I'm gonna look it up. It, it it might exist somewhere out here. So you know, nah, you never know. You don't need it. Yeah, I was on an airplane one time. Sun Country. Don't talk bad. You're gonna get blocked by them. <laughs> yeah. Right. They don't pay me shit. <laughs> uh, as we all anyway, drink on that one. Now, I do, and Eric Quagnus Martins, my co-host, likes to go all in on a guy now because it's fun. And you don't have to pay attention to anybody else that you picked in your player pool until the cut is made and your guys made it through the cut. So you're just sweating one guy. And if he's doing real hot and real good, then you can start opening the app and get a little excited and a little confident. Like, well, I'm the smartest man alive. And if he sucks and he's bad, boom, move on to the next week. You only lost 20 bucks because it's all in on $20 and $1 lineups. Mm -hmm. So then do you – now, there's a strategy to who you use when you go all in because you could go all in on a 9K Sungjae-im, but that's a little more risky than flirting with the nine or the 8K guy because the 8K guy, when you go all in, could miss the cut and screw you. But a mm -hmm. five of six, a few of five of sixes – could save the day because you're not wasting so much money playing a not, you know, cause you want to go all in on the 10 K nine K guy. And you want to have that guy as it's like, I'm confident that guy's for sure going to win. How could he not win? It's Patrick Reed going all in. It's like, uh, yeah, but what if he does suck? Cause it's totally possible. 
then you're sinking $10,000 of your lineup versus if you go with like an 8K guy and you're all in or even like a $9,200 Sungjae Im and he's bad, let's say he's T36, you could still end up winning a GPP yeah. or you end up winning enough money back that you try again the next week and you've entertained yourself. You've had fun playing DraftKings because you've gone all in on one name and you're going to either love them or hate them. And that's part of the fun on Friday afternoon. Uh, we were talking about it last week, you know, the, from recapping the week before about mm -hmm. the sweat. You know, everybody plays fantasy football and that's like the main thing. Everybody knows that's the number one money, but it's a one day event. You're playing the one o'clock and the four o'clock games, but a golf event, you're sweating it for four days. And I was looking at my main, it was uh, actually, I think it was uh, the, the Masters that I was talking about. Like I, I was in the Millie Maker for the Masters, just one lineup, just because I had a free ticket. I wasn't spending the money. I had a free ticket into it. And okay. I was in twenty th or 2,000th place halfway through Saturday. By the end of Saturday, I was in 23,000th place. And then it, <laughs> you know, the, the, the sweat and the up and down and the flow of it, it's what makes it fun, fantasy golf. Because it just it's a four-day event. And, and, I, and I love that yeah. part of it. Oh my God! Right, I've I've done some viral tweets about how this is better than NFL. I used Ooh. to be an NFL fantasy junkie, mm -hmm. and uh, I've done the NBA life. Uh, I've done it all, and it's all come back. It always comes back to the fun of the DraftKings golf, where you just—it's the maximum sweat, like you mentioned. It's the most fun. It's the actually the most hard to predict. So mm -hmm. I don't feel like because I watch the most and I study the most that I actually have an advantage. I used to think that like, I used to actually be like, Oh God, I'm going to win. But then you're like, no, like this shit is so impossible to predict and anything could happen. And one stroke here, one missed here, one thing here, it could change the entire landscape of a week. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not worried about trying to be smart with, you know, cause people try to be smart with NFL too. And they feel stupid. Whereas in golf, you anybody, I could hand my phone to my kid, four-year-old, you could plug six golfers in, and I'm like, dude, you're leaving $500 off the table. Switch this guy out to the next name that's available. Boom, he clicks in that guy, 7,600, 7,100, he's at the max. He can fucking win. He could win just as easily as me, spending hours, hours <laughs> studying, making models, looking at spreadsheets, and my kid smashing buttons. Could just, But you can't do that in NFL. You really – and it's impossible to do that in the NBA. Like – I, I loved the NBA. That's where I first started at. Have you ever heard of the website Draft Street? Yep. Okay, so they were bought by Draft Kings. Okay. So my buddy worked for Draft Street. He, I, my buddy, like, he says to me, you know, he says, I'm the COO of Draft Street. And at the time, you're like, that's just made up. You just made whatever you just set up because you're cool. You're so cool, guy. You know, you're like, I'm 24 or whatever at the time. I'm like, cool position man and so then i was like draft street what the hell is that you know so this is like a long time ago uh playing forever basically we're coming down to the fact that like nobody knows anything i used to just write articles for nba I used to do nba that was first where i started with nba going uh, as hard as i could with nba and i'm like dude i can't do this anymore because i have to just dedicate every second up till lock and I have to sweat. And then as soon as lock happens, someone's injured. And I didn't know that. And no one told me. And then it's just so frustrating. And then you try, you know, it's just like, that's so much harder yeah, than just I, doing the fun with the golf thing. So, yes. And that's why we love it. That's why we're doing this podcast right, right now in our garage. Basketball, basketball sucks. 100%. I, yes, I, so it's impossible. I, to I love basketball. You know, I'm a big Sixers. Hold on. We can switch hats again. 
you know, we, we can go. I got a hat for every team here, you know. Yeah, I'm a big Sixers fan, but fantasy aspect of it, it's it's absolutely it's it's, imp- yeah, so, it's impo- for me, it's impossible to crack. Yeah, I don't know why we went on that tangent, but we went on that tangent. We're having fun tonight. We're just yeah, doing we random are, shit. We are having fun. This is actually one of the funnest shows. No offense, Jason, you're fired. You know, Chad. Chad well, like, I wanted, uh, you know, you said they got the coachman on. I was like, oh god, now I got to step up again. Now I will say, nobody, nobody wants Bubba Watson or Justin Rose. Do you guys want those names? I kind of like Bubba Watson this week. I don't know. I'll let Jason answer, but I kind of like Bubba this week. I like Bubba too. I like three or four cuts here, two top fours, um, decent <laughs> recent form, great tee to green. Obviously, I like Bubba this week. I don't know. Well, that's if he can average putt this week, just bust Bubba Bubba can be a be a be a really good play this week. But he's got Not a really a course, but I feel yeah. I don't know. I just have I don't a, know. Two top fours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm into that. Yeah. I kind of, you know, Bubba. I don't know if he needs to be on a bomber track. I think that was more the like narrative of like the old Bubba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he just needs to be motivated and actually kind of give a shit. I think I saw a little bit of that. I watched the interview that he did when they were asking him, he and Scheffler, how they got together last week, and he was like, okay. uh, "We just fucking, yeah, basically get we're forced to be together because we hate everyone yeah. else." So, I think the personality. He has been depressed. He's got that issue with uh, home life or what? I don't know what's going on with his psychology. And oh God, what did he say? He needed a sleep coach or I don't know what he kept saying. Like some weird shit. You're like, bro, you're in your head. You got too much money. It's the truth. So then, you know, I think that's changed. I think that's kind of over. And so I think he does want to win again. Now, I talk about guys that want to win again. You want to get guys that want to win. And they're motivated to put that tick ticket on their wikipedia page you know make sure their kids know that hey i dad wasn't away from the family every week because he's a failure at life uh just because i have money i want to be i want money and be good so bubba could win again and if low owned that's interesting and same with rose same kind of thing where maybe i don't know he was kind of disappointed it was a little bit of a letdown disappointment more or less that the masters didn't work out for him and Mm -hmm. Kind of had his fun last week where he, you know, I don't know how serious those guys take it. He and Stenson were together, but so, and then it's kind of like, oh, we're playing good. And you, oh, yeah, it was kind of like you get back to playing golf as a kid and you get back to golf as fun. And that's what Bubba and Scheffler felt like they were doing. And maybe Rose did too. And so they come into this a little more free. Plus, you talk mm-hmm. about the fact that it's, a low scoring course, which fits those two, maybe, and it's a lead up to a major, and they kind of want to test their themselves. Maybe they mentally prepare for it. Like, what am I? It's a dress rehearsal for a major. You have to believe these guys do this, where they just actually take it seriously and show up wanting to test themselves. Put them set. Like people were asking me, do you want to take Jordan Spieth before the week of the Masters? And I was like, I don't know, but. I kind of do. I think he wants to put himself into contention to get the sweats, to get the like, did I fuck up? How do I perform when I'm sweating? And then so by the time the major comes around, you can be like, remember that time back in Innisbrook when I was in contention and I fucked up doing this and I went into the water that one hole because I faded left because I leaned this way or whatever. So they're learning. So I think those two love to do that kind of stuff. So maybe they show up and care or they mail it in. Because that's just as likely. <laughs> AK range is interesting, though, because I feel like you're going to have a chalk Kokrak. You're going to have a chalk Charlie Hoffman. 
But then, like, we just we compare those two guys to Rose and, and Bubba, like we were just talking about. It's like, who's better How player? are they any different or worse? Like, how could they be worse than those two names? Right, exactly. And it's like, at half ownership, you're going to have Justin Rose and, and Bubba. At half the ownership is the other two guys. It's like, I'm almost tempted to go Bubba and Rose and guys that you know that can win. Like you said, Bubba, it depends on the week, depends on if he's motivated or not. But we know Rose is good, and Rose is good on tough courses. So, I don't know. I feel like I like both those guys this week. Hmm. Interesting. Good. But you know, we know about Rose and his <laughs> <laughs> my back. Oh my god, my back. I can't do exactly. it anymore. I'm third place. Yeah. I cannot handle another withdrawal on one of my cards this year. I just can't handle it. I've had so I've had way more in half this season than I did all of last year. I I, I can't take it anymore. I want nobody that can withdraw whatsoever. Don't pick Kevin now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's in, in the AK range. Right, he was in the AK range, isn't he? Yeah, he's AK yeah. exactly there. Yeah, exactly. No. Nobody yeah. wants to play. Nobody wants to play him either. He's the least owned. All right. So what we're gonna do? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna ask you a quick question. Then we're gonna yeah. lead into what we always do at the end of every show here, or it, at, towards the second half of every show, where we pick a lineup together. We take turns yeah. picking a lineup, and then we we're forced to bet and put that lineup in. So we want you to help us make the picks, and then For like a quarter. I. Well, last week now, I did now hey, week contest selection. Who what's what contest is this a single entry? Is this a multi whatever contest you want to enter it in? You just have to enter it. Last week I did it in the free roll because it was the freaking Zurich and I wasn't putting our lineup in anything but you know oh, that's a great roll. way to tilt is you put your yeah. best lineup of the week in the free roll and it's oh, our, 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 <laughs> we for as much success as we've had this year, we have not picked a joint lineup well once this year. Oh, we're due then. Yeah, we are. Okay, so this is going in like got- a big line. This is going in a big single entry. Let's do single entry so we know. Now, there's a difference between single entry and mass entry. Like how many entries is 150? Is it 20 lineups? Can you do just one? Can you do three? That will change the strategy of who you pick and how you pivot. and who you Can you use chalk? Well, you can use chalk more in a single entry situation than you can in a giant Millie Maker. Now, I have, again, uh, contest selection podcast out there. Go look for that. You can find out more information about it. But so should we just decide that this lineup that we're building together is a single entry? So that makes us kind of think like nobody, you know, you can't just spray the board. And you've seen the guys again at the casino that you're like, this dude's winning so much money at roulette. He's got so many chips. And you're, like, and then you watch how he plays and he just fucking picks everything. You're like, dude, <laughs> your, your girlfriend thinks you're amazing. But like you'd win no matter what. <laughs> I've seen those people, and it makes no sense to me. Or like, God, I'm doing awesome. But yes, single bullet entry, single, single entry. bullet entry. All right, and as the guest, you get to make the first pick on the lineup. Well, Sung JM. There we go. Let's see, Ooh, I mean, come on, we're right here. aren't we? Yep, there I we wanted go. to do I'm read, but yeah, I think I think we do M, so it gives you a chance to maybe one of you guys to uh, pivot up at the top. Yeah, well, I'll let Jason go. Jason likes the cheap guys. So I'm, I'm begging oh. and hoping Jason goes cheap here so that I can go up top. We didn't really talk about many cheap guys, but, yeah, yeah. We'll, well, well, yeah. Like, I don't want to keep you all night. We, we could go on for two more hours here and talk about no, everything. We got to respect the audience, too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm going exactly. to go relatively, I'm gonna go relatively no. cheap. I'm going to go Denny McCarthy, 7,500. Denny Sneak. McCarthy, 7,500. He is not Sneak. on my list, but he's on our team now. So that well, puts okay. me at 8,300. Yeah, you know, we got Sun J M and McCarthy. All right. So all right, you know, 
since he took a big name, I got to go with the big name. I would not be me without picking Patrick Reed. You know. Oh, all right. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Then we can start the way that I want. All right. Yes. I'm happy yeah. you did that. So all right. Patrick Reed, like I said, I, I love him. I mean, I, I never not play him. Never. So that's what we call a P P R. You always play Patrick yeah. Reed. He's not on the dead to me list. The D T M. He's on the <laughs> nice. uh, right. I love it. Okay. So you guys are with me on this whole thing. All right. Now uh, I'll take Sam Burns at $7,900. I know he's kind of a hot button name in the DFS industry. Somebody that he, you know, was chalked to win a tournament a few weeks back when everybody was on him and then he failed miserably. So people are not into that, but at 7,900, I liked what I saw with Billy Horschel. I'm a big Billy Horschel fan. I put the house on these two guys last week, Horschel and Burns, and just kind of, because it was a good number, 25 to 1, and it was a Bermuda course or whatever, and that's what Bermuda Burns likes. So we're going to go Bermuda Burns at $7,900. Let's do it. I, love I like it. it. I love it. All right, Jason, you're up. We're at we're at 75.5 left. So I'm going to have to go value. I'm going to go value for you. Um, you are always Mr. Value. That's right. I'm going to go with – I've never said this on the podcast before. Oh, God. But I'm going to go with Killa Keith Mitchell. Oh my! Oh, okay. Keith. I was like Killa. Who's Killa? I'm like I don't know this guy's name here. I don't know if that's Killa Keith. Name or not, but it is now. I wanted to save you some money, so oh. I had. I Killa Keith is going to be popular though. That's so we let, review the team again. Let's let's right. see how much ownership we're still we're down. To, we still have one spot left to pick here. Just right. So right. Guys, right. Let's, let's, let's hear. We guess. But we've got Sung Jm and Patrick uh-huh. Reed. They're the two top end guys. We got McCarthy. We got Sam Burns and we got Mitchell. I don't think we're too chalky. You can pick whoever you want. What's the ownership of Mitchell? I'm, I'm gonna, I almost want to forego my pick and let you make the pick. You know what I mean? Now, so. Mitchell is coming in at like five, six, seven percent, but I think he's going to be more than that. I've heard his name a couple more times than I've been excited about. So we'll have to again check in tomorrow morning <laughs> back on the YouTube. And so we were going to, you know, we got 8,100 left. And so the first name as I was scrolling down, we just blasted him and made fun of him. It was Kevin Na, and I'm like, no, 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 no. we're not taking Kevin Na here. No way. Um, you know what you I, need to take who? Max Homa, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, I'm, Max Homa's not on the dead to me list. He's on the almost dead to me list. Um, okay, because- so you could take Gooch then. Gooch was the name I was looking at. Homa. So a little backstory for you: the event he won, you know, a month or so ago. Genesis. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had him. He was my outright winner from before the tournament. Okay. Wow. Had a bet on him. Was it 80 to one or 60 to one? I forget what it was. 70, I think. Yeah. I had the bet. He hit the ball up to the tree on the first playoff hole. Oh, yeah. And I hedged my bet. I took all my. No, you did. I did. No. (laughs) It was like 30. Actually, who was he playing against? They were right in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost just under half my money that I could have won. I took. I'm like, (laughs) no, he hit it up against the tree. This is. You know, yeah. so the arrows are betting I'm, live uh, Sundays. Yeah. yeah, I have this name, fifth place Finau, and fifth place Finau. When I bet him, <laughs> finishes in fifth place. When I bet against him, he's gonna win. I figured since I was going against him, so I, I, I cashed oh. out. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. At least you won. Yeah, so yeah. fifth place Finau kills me every time. Anywhere, you know, we do. Okay, so then, ho- but, but we still like Homo. He came through for you, and yeah. he at least. Yeah. Cash you that bet. Some money, you know. Now, so, now, what would make you pick Gooch over Homa? Now, I know Gooch was 
decent last week, and Homo is the same thing. I don't really take that into too much consideration. I had information on Gooch, but I can't find it now. I know, I, I know the uh, the announcers last week mentioned Gooch. So no, Nick uh, Faldo, I think. Though, like, who do you think is going to win? I feel like Homo's got a way better chance to yeah. win. No, I'm 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 looking at it. You know, he's only played it once, so I can't. You can't go course history with either Homa or Gooch because they both only played once and they both finished in hundredth place. So you can't yeah, go there. I want to get your guys' thoughts on Keegan Bradley. I see everybody's betting Keegan this week. I don't I don't know. I'm not convinced. I want to see well, now, I did one time. I won a GPP, guys. Fucking quarter arcade. Yes. <laughs> hey, that, that covered you for like the rest of the year then. It was $420 or something, $420. I don't know. It was 400 bucks off of 25 cents at the time. It was like the one week that they paid, didn't pay 500 They paid 400 <laughs> So it was like, <laughs> shit. But at the same time, uh, that dude was on the roster. And you know what? The, this is this is the dude that can flame or burn. So now when you're playing a quarter arcade GPP, these are the names you want is the ones that can get you to the tippity tip top of the leaderboard or can crash and burn you because what are you trying to do? You're trying to min cash your shit, trying to win $3 off of $2 off of a quarter. No, you're trying to win it all. You want the flames. Maybe we should go leave a little money off the table. Fly, you know, close to the sun. Actually though, the problem is that like we're not alone. You want Keegan Bradley when no one wants Keegan Bradley, and he is one of the more chalky names in that 7K range. You got Keegan, 12%, Lucas Glover, same thing. Oh god. And we already used Denny, and people like Denny, the dig it in the Denny dirt. They like Doug Gim. They like Lanto Griffin. So maybe we can't use him. I think we go with either Gooch or uh Homa. I already put Homa on the list. You've okay, convinced so me. The only I have I've stayed away from Homa because I kind of depressed over my my bet with Homa there, but you know, Homa's played really good golf this year, so yeah. we'll, we'll roll with it with with Homa there. We'll, we'll take your your advice here, but this is our lineup. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna fire. It's a solid lineup. It looks like a lineup I would have built on my own without even you guys talking to me. It, it's it's a lineup where I so you know I always kind of jot down notes and I try to build lineups before I submit any lineups, um, and I just write them down. I I, I let them marinate a little bit, you know, and. I have almost every single one of these names in at least one of my test lineups that I've been putting together. Okay. So, and Im and you Reed, were using Keith. You were using Keith Mitchell. You- uh, I have them listed in one lineup, and I think it was more because of a money issue. I got down to the end, and I needed someone in that low, low price range. Yeah, there's a few to choose from at seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, had you guys ever played the jock market? I never have, no, but I've heard about it. Have you ever it. heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so these kind of like fringe names that we're not sure we want or like are more top 20 or top, you know, just make the cut bets. Those are the teams or those are the names. I'm making that, that shirt, I like by the use... way. What's that? No, someone asked me to make a fifth place female shirt. So, <laughs> yeah. Five, you know? but yeah, no, the Jack is getting posted on our website tomorrow. <laughs> Do you, yeah, there you go. Uh, Actually, this guy that t- uh, in- I N C T Y C tip your cap. He made these hats. He's a- he's a screen printer, so you can hit him up on Twitter. Okay, this guy uh, Glover twelve percent. I just looked that up for you. Tip your cap. Uh, but anyway, what was I saying? I don't even remember what was I saying. Uh, so. right. The seven K range you were talking about, or the seven thousand. 
the price, the, 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 the good option. Yeah, you just buy them on Jack Market because what happens is it's like, market, so yeah. you could buy these names for like three or four dollars. This is how it works. It's real dollars. Like you really mm-hmm. put three dollars on this dude, or you buy one share of this guy for three bucks. If he sucks dick, he's the worst fucking golfer on planet Earth. He goes to a dollar, so you lose two bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we're confident with the name we buy for three and a half bucks. That's gonna go to the top twenty. It's gonna make the cut. It's gonna make four, five, up to twelve, fifteen dollars for this three dollar and fifty cent investment. Where if you're into the Dogecoin, if you're into the cryptocurrencies, dude, this is kind of like that because you just buy it on Wednesday night with Joe Idoni podcast, Rick Run Good on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. You could do that, and then you just sign up for this app. Use the promo code. PL20 for 20 bucks after first deposit. Then go into this app, buy these names, $3, ch- cash out. Let's say this dude goes on a birdie streak, but he sucks. It's all putter, and you know he's going to just crash and burn. Well, you just sell him high. Nobody nobody knows about the st- in-game stats. Get on rickrungood.com, free live leaderboard. You can see that this is all putter. And sell that dude off Thursday's good putting round because you know that's not going to be sustainable. This is this jock market app. I'm making money doing that. It's so much easier than fucking DraftKings. Making money on DraftKings is impossible. That's actual roulette. This is like smart use of brains. Like you so just really know. Like three dollars for this guy. These guys don't know this dude's Wyndham Clark's decent. Like he could really actually top ten. Or Andrew Putnam could top ten. These names that are like nobody fucking knows those names. They just go at the top. They pay twelve dollars for the best but golfers, and they just. And then the best golfers miss the cut just as much as the regular guy at $3. Those guys at $12 are losing $10, $11 each. And it's like all we're losing is a dollar or two bucks. So all you, you do 10 of those $3 names, <laughs> get two of them in the top 10, you're cashing bigly. So on Jock Market, it's week by week then? Like you're buying oh, stock yeah. for just that you week? buy it Wednesday night. So you have to be in this IPO. That's why the Joe Idoni show with Rick Good is all up to this 8 o'clock lock. Well, uh-huh. nine o'clock your time, I think, mm-hmm. Eastern, nine Eastern, and then then it's live. Then it goes to live trading, but like every week, right before lock, you could find these people that like. I mean, there's so much going on inside. There's 150 golfers. Like there, can, you cannot keep up, and it's all on the app. So it's not like a, a guy can computerize a spreadsheet and robot this thing. So like it's like it's hard to do. So then you're like, oh my god, it's frantic, and this is like. 10 notifications like right up until eight o'clock or nine o'clock Eastern. And then you just like, Oh God, now I have 10, 10 names where I bought 10 shares of each name. So you're but like 300 bucks in. I mean, like you could like by far in a way you, you're not going to lose your money. If you put $300 in the draft gigs, you could easily lose all 300, like 100% it's gone. Yes. Like, that could easily happen. This Jack worker thing. I really truly think like you cannot if you are making informed decisions like we we are doing, you can't make you can't lose all three hundred. Like it's almost impossible. You'd have to be like completely wrong about. But you watch golf, <laughs> so I mean, like, and you're only spending three hundred. So if you really are, like, it's just a week from hell. Like you lose three hundred bucks, but it could be a really good week. And this has happened to me a bunch where I've literally withdrawn a thousand dollars. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of it. Never talked about it. Jack yeah. Market, you should I'm, hit I'm gonna, this I'm gonna look into it. They can sponsor your pod. They sponsor the Preferred Lines podcast. Hmm. Not like I, I like I'm genuinely telling you this because it's a cool app and you can make money at it. Versus it's just plug. Mm-hmm. So yeah, try it out. 
I, I know what I tomorrow have to do. night. Yeah, About I know what time. I'm doing tomorrow night before my Eagles podcast. I'm spending my whole entire time not prepping for go. the Eagles podcast or the draft. I'm going to be focused on jock market. No, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you guys have been a pleasure to talk to. Thanks for letting me take over the podcast. This, been, this has been oh, yeah. super fun. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is great. So real quick, plug uh, your shows, you know, the times. Okay, so, I don't have your YouTube yes. Link on no, that's here. fine. I, okay, I, I I'm Fantasy Golf Pod, FGP, Fantasy mm-hmm. Golf Pod, that you could find on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. We have a YouTube channel, and I go live on that YouTube channel Monday and Wednesday mornings. Typically, as soon as DraftKings pricing comes out on Mondays, I do a first reaction pod to that. I look at the pricing. haven't even looked at it. haven't studied anything. Open it and spew words. Say them out loud. You know, sometimes I say bad things, sometimes I say good things. Then Wednesday, back to you again on Wednesday morning on the same YouTube, Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube channel, talking about ownership projections. So I get those at fansharesports.com. But in between all that, I talk to my friend Joe Idoni on the Preferred Lines podcast on Monday nights. That's live on the internet, all the YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and all that shit. Then it's again on iTunes. We're on iTunes. You can find us there. And I'm tweeting, Edina Realchi. I'm a realtor in the state of Minnesota. My house, sell a house. Love it. I love it. Love it, dude. Thanks so right, much. Thanks for much. This this has yeah. been a blast and all. So hey, uh, again, I'm, I'm sure. call, I, you know, my wife doesn't want me to do this every week, but I'd love to do this every week. Okay. We're here every Tuesday night live, <laughs> nine dude, p.m. Yeah, yeah. Fairway to heaven on the All About the Birds Network. Hey, Jason, great, great pod I'll name. See you too, in, I'll see you got you in eight days. You know what I mean in Florida. <laughs> and yeah, thanks so much, Chad, for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. If the Eagles ever have to beat Minnesota again, I'll make sure to get you on our Eagles podcast. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk some football this summer yeah. or this uh, At, fall, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everybody, have a great night. Again, thank you for tuning in. Fairway to Heaven on the All About the Birds Network. We'll see you tomorrow night for our Eagles draft show. Everybody, have a great night. Peace out.